Damn. Yeah, I was trying to. Um, I was trying to. I I I had to get video clips, um, and I was having trouble finding some. But then I actually saw um, somebody like re- like put the whole movie on YouTube, but it's like in little. It's like in one to four minute clips. So mm. I got I got some a lot of the stuff that I wanted to get. All right. From there. Um, I'm ready when you are. All right. Well, uh, then uh, let's play it again, man. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're going to need a bigger boat. Erica! 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 Hasta la vista, baby. What's up, everybody? This is Steven here. Um, I am here with Jason, and what up? we are both pretty excited today. We're going to do one of my favorite movies, a movie that started it all for me. Um, we're going to do 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day, directed by James Cameron. It was released on July 3rd, 1991. That's why we're doing it today, because uh, even though it's not the day uh, anniversary, it is the 30th anniversary of the movie coming out 30 years ago this movie came out. Um, it had a budget of 94 to $102 million. At the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. Wow. And it grossed $500 million, <laughs> half a billion dollars in the early 90s. Um, surprisingly, insane. not the the uh, highest grossing movie of all time when it came out. But it was Arnold Schwarzenegger's highest grossing movie. It stars, like I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick. Um, and it is an amazing movie when it came out. Critics loved it. The audience loved it. Um, it is a sequel, obviously, to The Terminator that came out in 1984. Um, and yeah, uh, so let's start at the beginning like we always do and talk about where we were when we first seen this. If you can't re- quite remember, you know, just narrow it down. Oh, I know for sure. Okay, great. Um, it was at my uncle's house and he used to live in Palmdale. And uh, we used to go over there all the time. And his kids were too young for the movie. And so uh, me and my siblings were a little older. So he would play that movie for us all the time. And I'd, I'll never forget watching it for the first time at his house. Really? Yeah. Because like we'd, we'd hang out. We'd, we'd go over there. Sometimes we'd spend the night. But usually we'd just go like real early on a Saturday. Spend the whole day. And then leave at night. But almost like every fucking time... We'd have dinner, we'd hang out, and he's like, hey, you guys want to watch T2? <laughs> and, like, he loved... Little, loved, he little loved, ritual Yeah, he loved putting it on. And then my mom was always like, oh, God, this movie again. Like, And then my dad, my siblings, we were always like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Dude, yeah. And it was I, so fun. I can't, I can't understand how anybody would have that reaction to... Yeah, well, my mom, so, you know, she, no, she, she I, doesn't like violent movies. No, you know, I know, but it's just, yeah. it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Know? I mean, she she was whatever about it, but yeah, like for her, it was just like uh, like you know, she doesn't really rewatch movies like that. Yeah, no, I, there's but, pl- plenty of people that don't. But she saw like the enthusiasm that we all had to watch it with him, and it was always fun to watch it when we went to his. House. Like we knew it was like 
that movie or um, I don't want to ruin it for the next future episodes, but there's other movies we watched there for the first time also. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, that was a. And what about memory. what about like going forward? So you used to watch it there all the time. What about like did you did you have friends that had seen it and then you know like talk about it with other people or whatever? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, probably after because once he moved from there. Um, I don't know. I, I probably started seeing it on TV after that. Yeah, you probably. Know? Uh, it comes on TV pretty yeah. regularly on cable, whatever. Yeah. But this was, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I saw it, you know, uncensored, the full version. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then afterwards, it was funny to see the censored version on TV. Uh, yeah. How, about how old do you think you were when oh, it was the first time? Under 10. Under 10? Yeah. And, like, what, like, I don't know, what what did, what were you, being a, being a kid back then... You're, you're very impressionable um what did you think like when you when you saw it you saw like i mean <clears throat> granted even you saw when you're 10 that's a little bit after it came out but the like the special effects in it and just the spe- yeah. spectacle and everything oh. like how did that like I'm just blown away yeah like i can't remember if that was the first time i saw arnold in a movie yeah like i'm sure i had seen him on yeah, tv pr- pretty sure yeah but i i I can't remember what the very first movie I saw of Arnold's. Maybe it was Conan. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, totally blown away. Just, like, I just remember thinking it was just so cool. Like, the, like, one, like one of my favorite parts is I remember always loving when he arrives and he's, like, in that orb and he comes oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, like, the... The metal is hot from being cut. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I always thought that was so cool as a kid. And yeah, I was just like, wow. It, it, this you know? this this movie I would say is like a little boy's like. Oh yeah, it has everything. Fantasy. Yeah. It's it's just the most amazing thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's that's cool. I like I like when you can tie because I mean usually you um in the past few episodes or episodes before you're just like oh I saw it on cable or something yeah but it's always nice when you can tie like a specific memory and specific people to mm-hmm. a time you used to watch a movie it's 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 yeah. really special um this movie uh, I know we've had this conversation before and I've had this conversation with plenty of people before um I I've always wanted to make movies my entire life and um this is the movie why I I wouldn't say that this is my favorite movie it's not even in my top 10 but it's definitely just it's hailed as one of the best uh action sci-fi movies of all time also on a bunch of lists for like the best sequels of all time Mm -hmm. I personally think it is um but I can't remember exactly when I first saw it but I used to live in an apartment with my mom and my sisters, and we had a VCR and a VHS player. And I had seen this movie, I don't even know how many times before. Um, but I remember I remember the first time realizing that this movie is amazing, and I, and I loved it. Uh, I was watching the movie, and I had, like I said, I had seen it probably like a dozen times. Um, and while I'm watching the movie, and I love the movie, the whole movie... Is absolutely amazing, but I'm watching the intro of these machines fighting the humans and like this, just this fucking crazy, crazy ass world that James Cameron builds right at the beginning. And I'm sitting there and I think to myself, and granted, at this point, and like I said, I don't know if anybody believes me when I tell them this, <clears throat> but I know how old I was because of the apartment I lived in. I couldn't have been older than like three or four. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this movie is awesome, but. 
why the hell didn't they just make a movie about this about machines and a like ragtag like group of people mm-hmm. like fighting machines in in the future and i thought to myself i'm going to make that movie i'm going to i'm just going to do that and from then on 3 years old like i've known what i've wanted to do with my life granted things didn't turn out the way i wanted them to but you know i'm not dead yet so hopefully that'll uh, things will turn around but that that to me was the moment and i think about it it's weird because i knew movies were movies mm-hmm. i knew people made them i didn't know how they were made or anything like that yeah but it was it was just a defining moment of my life watching that movie for whatever time I, I had been watching it and then yeah just i remember being in that apartment um watching that movie over and over again and uh I remember the VHS, you put it in, and at the beginning of it, Arnold comes on, and there's a PSA about, he does a PSA about exercise and why it's important to exercise. He's like at an elementary school and talking about PE and stuff, and it just, um, just those little things, I remember watching it, and then just my sisters and everybody else, because nobody else really sat there and watched it with me either mm-hmm. all the time, because I just watched it all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's just a great memory that I have, uh watching that and ever since i've told that story a million times and i've also fucking seen the movie millions of times as well but yeah so since we got through that let's talk a little bit about the movie itself and with that we should talk about the cast but before we talk about the actual cast got to talk a little bit about james cameron james cameron is you know there's there's a few people in Hollywood and just artists that like I don't really care for anymore, but I will never discount like the achievements that they had in there. Like, I mean, one of the biggest ones like George Lucas, mm-hmm. he made the original Star Wars trilogy, and while I still like the prequels, they're god awful movies. They're just really really bad. Yeah, and he has a hard time making good movies nowadays. Um, James Cameron. You know, he 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 got big with the first Terminator. I think he was a truck driver before he came up with that. Damn. And we were talking about it. Yeah, he had a dream about a metal skeleton walking out of fire. And then that's one of the last scenes in the first Terminator. So he makes that movie, becomes a hot shot, young hot shot in, in, uh, in Hollywood. And immediately after that, I believe he makes Aliens, which is a sequel to... Uh, Alien, directed by Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. And Alien by Ridley Scott is much more of a sci-fi horror movie in the vein of like the thing that we just did. Um, Whereas Aliens is a lot more action-y. And that movie's very successful. A lot of people uh, really, really like that movie. Um, And then he wants to do a sequel to terminator and arnold is very adamant about doing a sequel to uh to terminator right away Mm -hmm. uh but james cameron doesn't think that technology has caught up to the way he wants to tell a story with the t-1000 the cgi all that stuff so he puts it on the back burner and while he's working after that with the abyss i love that movie um ed harris and a bunch of other people uh, he finds that the technology that he's looking for is in that movie that he uses for um, the creatures at the bottom of the water. Um, and then he goes forward and he makes Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is a fucking powerhouse. Like I said, it made half a billion dollars in 1991. And 
you know, he just becomes a household name. He was already becoming one, but this one, like, solidifies it. Nail in the coffin. He's, like, one of the biggest directors next to Spielberg, fucking Scorsese, everybody. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he does True Lies, which I think is one of Arnold's best roles. Yeah. Like, that's my second favorite Arnold movie of all time. Your first? uh, My first is Terminator 2. okay. Without a doubt. I, I, I don't think that there's... Any better Mar- uh, Arnold movie? I know you love uh, Junior, <laughs> Junior, uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh yeah, mine's, um, mine's Total Recall. Yeah, we we, we, we talked about that. Um, but yeah, so James Cameron, um, he goes off and he does True Lies, and then he has this huge gap because he starts working on Titanic. Oh, he fucking movie too. <laughs> he makes Titanic, and obviously, I have my own opinions about that movie, but. Wrong. Um. So you know what? I was really harsh on that movie in the last podcast. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Um. I don't enjoy it just because I've seen it so many times, and and I think and I think that it's overrated. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. I, I honestly it gets can't, better every time. I honestly can't tell you how many I, how many times I've seen it. Billy either. Zane is amazing. Of <laughs> <laughs> all people, fucking Billy Zane. Uh, I put the diamond in the coat. Yeah. I put the coat on her. <laughs> I have a child. I have a child. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So he does that movie, and it becomes the fucking. It wins the most. It's the first movie to win over, I think, ten Academy Awards. Wins wow. the most awards for yeah. for fucking every category that it's nominated for, and it also becomes the highest grossing movie of all time. And then Cameron or James Cameron goes dark. I was gonna say Cameron Crowe. Uh, James Cameron goes dark. And we don't know what he's doing for a long time. He wants to go to the bottom of the sea. He's like got this obsession with submarines and everything. Goes dark. And then all of a sudden in 2000, what, beginning of 2009, mm. you get these trailers for Avatar. Oh, yeah. And I remember sitting there and watching those trailers over and over again because the CGI in it was just fucking insane. Oh, yeah. I had never seen anything. It looked so real. Yeah. Um. So that movie comes out and it's a huge, giant spectacle. It becomes... The next movie to gross more money than any other movie in the world, and that the spectacle quickly, I think, like washes off of a lot of people. And he's been working what ten years now, almost yeah, mm-hmm. two thousand nine, no, like eleven years on four more sequels to that movie. And I just don't think anybody cares. I don't really care. All I know is when that trailer comes out, it's gonna look fucking crazy. Oh yeah, it's gonna look insane. I'll watch it for sure. Yeah. So, uh, that's James Cameron in a nutshell. He He's a very talented director. Uh, his ambitions are through the fucking roof. They're off the charts. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's going to continue to make blockbuster movies. I don't think he's going to make a movie in the future that's not successful. Was James Cameron part of that, that, that movie with, uh, with Morgan Freeman where... It's like aliens, but like they they infect like through like your ass. I don't know what movie <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. Morgan Freeman and aliens. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's the villain, and then they have to quarantine like the whole town. I would love for you. To... Oh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, I don't. I don't think he's so. not part of that. I don't think he's part of that. That was Steven Spielberg, huh? No, I don't no. think it's Steven Spielberg either. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's. I know Stephen King wrote the the, oh, that's the story, but yeah, I totally no. fucked up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so James Cameron, uh, 
I don't think he's going to make a movie that's not going to make like a billion dollars from now on. It might not it may be good, maybe bad, it's questionable, but we don't know. So moving on, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously, we fucking talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Total Recall, but just like we said, he he makes a few movies, Hercules in New York, and then he makes fucking the Conan movies. Fuck yeah. And then in 1984, he hits it big with James Cameron's Term- The Terminator. Um he immediately wants to make a sequel to that movie, but like I said, Cameron doesn't think the technology's there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Raw Deal? No, that, I haven't seen. He the he whole does thing. Raw Deal in '85. I've never seen it. Um, we should we should watch it. Yeah, that's one uh, of the few Arnold movies I haven't seen. And then, uh, like we said, he does Commando in '84 okay. after after um, the Terminator. And like I said, I think in that movie, up until Predator. Um, He's really just kind of like kind of clunky or whatever. But once he hits Predator, he really gets into his own. He knows he's not going to be the best actor, and yeah. he's having fun with it, having fun with that whole idea. So after that, he does Twins, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, and then we get T two. You and, kidding me? And that's like just such an amazing run, such an amazing run for an actor. He's on top of the world, biggest actor in the entire world. He's basically what The Rock is nowadays, but he's way better, way better. <laughs> way better. Um, after that, he does Last Action Hero, which yes. doesn't hit, surprisingly. I think if the, we talked about it last time, if that movie comes out five years later, it would have been a fucking huge I love hit. That movie. Um, and then he does True Lies with uh, uh, James Cameron Keep again. Does Eraser, and this is where he starts uh, to slow down. Yeah, Eraser, Jingle All the Way in 96, oh, love up it. again. Batman in 97, <laughs> back down again. And uh, then he does like. On. Some of those lines? Okay, I'm not going to... De- Everybody chill. I'm not going to detest <laughs> my love for hating myself and watching that movie in 10-minute increments every year. One of the best lines in that movie? Cool party. <laughs> Ice to see you. <laughs> Come on. We have to save these for the Batman and Robin episode. Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna go any further. Okay. Yeah, good call. Uh, good call. Yeah. So, um, so, like we said, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on top of his game when this movie comes out. I think it's his best role, to be honest with you. Um, it. I mean, obviously, he's not the greatest actor, and he's playing a machine. And I think it just lends itself to be fucking really good Arnold role. Yeah. You know? Hold on real quick. I cut you off, but after Batman and Robin, that basically everything after that has not really meant, like need to be mentioned. Like, I mean, end of what? days. Oh yeah. The, si- right. the sixth right. day. Those are okay. Uh, there's some, there's some movies after that and then he becomes a governor and then, you know, we talked about that the last time. Um, next up we got Linda Hamilton. Uh, Linda Hamilton is in Terminator and other movies, after this, after Terminator, she did uh, Black Moon Rising, King Kong Lives, which I was very surprised by. The only, um, I guess, reputable or not, um, notable movie I saw her in after that is Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan about the volcano. Mm, I don't think I saw that. Came out the same time around Volcano Time. I watched Volcano though. Um, but she is fantastic in this movie. I was watching this movie. I mean, yeah. Uh, the the first Terminator is a really good movie. Yeah, and it's uh. The performances in it are pretty good, but because the story isn't that established, I think there's a little bit of corniness that comes out of the role, out of the um, the performances. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, I was watching it, um, she kills it with you, and 
God, she's everybody in this movie is really, really good. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's Lena Hamilton. After that, we got little Eddie Furlong. Um, this is an amazing story. I don't know if you did the research on this either, but he was at a boys and girls club in Pasadena, and one of the producers saw him, oh. and they just asked him, like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And he ended up being fucking fantastic. That's his first movie? Yeah, he's he's and he's, and he's great in this movie. Yeah. After that, he does Pet Cemetery 2. Um, he does a movie with John Waters called Pecker. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but no. it's really fucking weird. Um, he obviously he's an American History X with that Edward Norton and he's fucking fantastic in that movie. Um, and then after that, one of my favorite movies, and we are definitely doing that this movie on this podcast, Detroit Rock City, oh, where they, yes. him and the four friends follow the band Kiss around. Um, and then he's in a really awful version sequel of The Crow. It's called The Crow Wicked Prayer. I'm good. I remember I watched ten minutes of it scrolling through um through cable one night because I was just like. Is that Edward Furlong? Yeah. Weird. And then after that, we have uh, Robert Patrick, who plays the T-1000 in this movie. And funnily enough, he's played the T-1000 three times. No, four times. He plays it once in this movie. Mm -hmm. He plays it once in Wayne's World, uh, the first Wayne's (laughs) World. Apparently, he's in the background of Last Action Hero. And then uh, Universal Studios uh, California, I don't know if they had it in Orlando as well, but there is a Terminator like 3D experience ride, and he plays a T-1000 again in that one. Oh, nice. But yeah, before this, he was in Die Hard 2. He's one of the villains in there. Uh, he's like, I don't think he's first in command, the, uh, that other guy's first in command, the guy from Good Times, I think. Um, but uh, he's in Die Hard 2, which wasn't that successful, but then he gets pulled into this movie. Apparently... Um, they wanted him because he had like a complete opposite physique of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. They said if Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Panzer tank, then he's a fucking Porsche, you know? Yeah. And he had a sleek body, sleek frame, like a swimmer, they said. And yeah. he, he just had a very menacing pe- uh, presence. So he um, he got the part. Uh, he's also the villain in 1994's Double Dragon based off the video game. He's also in another movie we both love. I think we talked about this. 1998's Robert Rodriguez is The Faculty. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, great movie. Um, he made a little... Uh, uh, yeah, he's a football I guess, coach. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I guess he's not um, a cameo, but in Gangster Squad, he doesn't have a huge part in that. Uh, that's in 2013. And, oh, he plays uh, Joaquin Phoenix's dad in Walk the Line. Um, story about Johnny Cash. And yeah, he's fucking awesome in this movie. Mm. He barely says anything throughout the whole movie, and he is just absolutely menacing and in the yeah. best way. All right, so after that, we got my boy Joe Morton. Um, he plays Miles Dyson, and boy, does he get sweaty in this movie. Yeah. Um, and he's 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 just great in this movie. He's uh he's in this movie. Uh, we like him again in Speed. He uh, he plays Keanu Reeves' uh, captain in that movie, and he also pl- uh, comes out in Speed Two, which I never saw because I didn't like the trailer when it came out. Is it? Oh no, he's on Titanic. Yeah, no, he's on Titanic. I are there black people in that movie? Nah, I just they don't, they don't show any. They, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing. What, any there black is a people. movie though where he plays like a really upscale uh, rich guy. Can't think of it. He's like kind of a douchebag. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of it. Anyway, after that we have um, 
so there's a category on other podcasts and there's just this term um that uh people have for certain actors they call him a that guy and this next guy uh i made uh i made it an effort to learn his name his name is xander uh berkeley and he's been in so many things while i was doing the research for this he makes like five movies a year because usually they're not huge parts but he was actually in a documentary called the guy who was in that thing mm. about actors who just have the face that you remember but you can't remember their name <laughs> but he's in this he's in t2 listen to this t2 apollo 13 a few good men heat the rock air force one gattaca which is one of my favorite movies shanghai noon kick ass and he was on the walking dead Holy like dude and, and and i'm telling you that's not even like a quarter of the movies that he's in who There's, does he know in hollywood that he's just, he's just one i know i think he's just one of those he just he just works. He just works. He goes out for roles, and people like kills it, you know. And and he plays a lot of different characters. Obviously, Xander Berkeley plays. Um, he plays uh, fucking John Connor's uh, foster parent, foster dad. He's like he's like the guy on the team that comes in when the team's already twenty points yeah. up, and yeah, there's yeah, yeah. ten seconds he's, left. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Hey, pretty much you're in. Uh huh. All right, cool. Um. So after that, we have Jeanette Goldstein, who plays the uh, the foster mom. She was in Aliens, so she worked with James Cameron before. Um, she was in Near Dark, a movie we talked about not too long ago, Lethal Weapon 2, this movie. Um, and she's also in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I always remembered her from that movie because she... Um, she does a really good Hispanic accent for some reason. Mm. She, uh, Goldstein, I'm assuming she's of the Jewish persuasion, but uh, mm. she does a good uh, Hispanic accent. That's pretty much the cast. There are some other people in this movie. Um, honorable mentions, uh, I think, uh, who do we got here? Michael Bean, but he's only in deleted scenes. Um, Earl Bone, he plays Dr. Silberman. He's a character from the first movie and this movie, and he actually shows up in uh, Terminator 3 which we will talk about later when we get to sequels and stuff. Uh, honorable mention, uh, S. Epitha Merkerson. Uh, She's in a bunch of stuff. Um, very talented actress. Oh, and Dean Norris. I noticed that was him um, when I was watching some clips earlier. Dean Norris plays Hank um, on uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the cast. We can go into you know, our favorite scenes now. All right. Uh, what's your What's like the first one for you? Well, I mentioned earlier when when they when they show up, yeah, like they take a chunk out of the eighteen wheelers, yeah, fucking yeah. dope. Um, and then right after that, when he goes into the bar, dude, the bar the, the bar scene is great, and so you get and you get some of the like the, the this movie. Okay, so we have to mention this movie. The sound in this movie is amazing. Yeah. It won um, Academy Awards for best sound, best sound effects, best makeup, best visual effects. So it won four Academy Awards. But yeah, the 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 sound in the bar fight. Yeah. The the burning of his skin when mm. he puts the ooh. <laughs> you didn't I say please. It. I love that. Um, the burning of his skin <laughs> when he hits the fucking the, the stove. Girl? He tosses yeah. the stove and just <laughs> the knife going into that dude's back. Oh, get it out! Get it out! <laughs> and then we were talking about smartest guy in the world. He's got the fu- he's holding the, yeah. the full cue and then just puts it down and yeah, walks away. This. Walks away. And then also, um, forgot to mention Gina Gershon is in that scene as well. 
But yeah, that scene's great. Arnold goes in there, he whoops ass, takes that dude's clothes, gets that's how he gets his first handgun, and then we walk out. Not to mention we got we got we got to mention um I think when this movie came out that they marketed it as you don't know who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Oh, okay. Um I I would say if I was in the theaters, I mean, I couldn't say for sure because you know nobody had seen it or anything, but just knowing how lethal and deadly um Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the first one and in this beginning part he doesn't kill anybody really. Yeah, yeah. Um I would would have just been like, "Oh, I think he's the I think he's a good guy." But hold on. Yeah. Don't you think he would have just killed them? Because he's a terminator and he was about to kill yeah, that the other guy. Dude, right? Later he's like, "No." Yeah, yeah. So, why is he about to kill him but that you know, just beats these guys up. That's that's why. I mean, there's some in- in- inconsistencies there. Right. I think you know what? Maybe because John Connor's not there, and he, if John Connor is there, anybody that's threatening the situation, uh-huh. he probably would have killed. Uh-huh. That 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 could be a possibility. Okay. Um. So that just heightens the heightens the tension there. So um. So yeah, that one's great. I like I said, the beginning opening scene is just fucking insane. There's like. Fucking drones flying in the air. Oh yeah. There's fucking just yeah, big machines flying all over. And you know what? I love. I love also. Um, I remember watching it, and like I said, this movie made me wanted to want to be a filmmaker. And and I and I actually started writing my own story about people fighting machines. And I just loved that that tracking shot of like John walking through the like corridor and there's all these fucking people they're like on radios and like you get that linda hamilton voiceover and it just it just looks super duper epic that whole the whole opening part's epic um yeah so then the t-1000 comes uh he kills that cop really quick and uh i noticed when we watched it Mm -hmm. and in that part he kills the cop and then it just shows uh it just shows him in the clothes right afterwards. It doesn't show him assimilate that. And I think that was really important because when we get to the next, like, I think really good scene, which is like the Galleria chase. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to that scene in the hallway, when he unloads on, when Arnold unloads on him, that's when you see the liquid metal coming yeah. together. And that's like the big reveal. So I think definitely, I mean, I don't know if that's what you had next on your oh, list, yeah. but like, so like the Galleria fights fucking awesome. That yeah. that 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 little piece in the middle is fucking yeah. so great. Um, and then ultimately it it leads to the fucking one of the greatest the, the, chase the, yeah one of the greatest chasings of all time. This yeah. movie has two of the greatest chasings of all time. Um, it just yeah it just leads into that fucking trench chase scene. Yeah. And like wow like what are you what are you like? Obviously, there's some parts that aren't perfect. Like you can kind of tell it's stunt doubles, but like, what are you, what's your thoughts on like how fucking crazy and hard it would have been to get all that shit? Like, just think about, like, oh man, like the the jump that that he does. You which know, on, which one? Yeah, dude. Oh the, well, no, like the one that's clearly a double. Yeah, a yeah, double. yeah, yeah. Like. Getting that shot perfectly, you know, like how many times did they have to do that? Yeah, shit, and know? on like, a Har- like Harley's on aren't Harley? made to do that. No. It, it was obviously they probably modified it for so sure. to make it easier. Um, still, like I, 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 one thing for me, I always said, like obviously not when I was a little little kid, but as I got older, dude, that's that fucking diesel when it hits the, it's done. 
like when it goes off the overpass and lands oh, in the trench, oh, oh. there's no way that car's drivable. Yeah, anymore. probably not. Yeah, because yeah. it, it it almost like goes directly like nose in. Yeah, no, it, it hits and like then, the and, side. Yeah, you could you could see the wheels are like folded over. under it in like one shot. But yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. We were laughing. Um, that one guy that the T-1000 throws out of that truck, like, that guy really had a fucking oh, fall out fuck. of a car going, like... I hope that was a one-shot, or 30, one take. 30, 30 miles per hour, dude. It's it's fucking insane. Um, and then we're like, oh, dude, how badass do you think Arnold felt like when he comes out of the fucking Galleria parking lot and those cars are, like, crashing yeah. behind him? And that's really him on that yeah, motorcycle. Sure. It's fucking badass. Um, and yeah, so that, that scene is just fucking incredible. You have the T-1000 chasing down John on his fucking... On his uh, little like dirt bike. dirt bike or whatever, he's catching up to him, catching up to him, and then finally fucking T eight hundred gets up to him, and then Arnold doing the fucking awesome fucking reload. spin spin with the reload yeah. and everything. Uh, just there's so many dynamic like pieces to that. It's fucking amazing. And then once he gets him on his bike, uh, Arnold blows out one of the tires, I think, yeah. and then it flips. The truck explodes. They wait a second, the flaming tire comes out, they take off. And that's when I think we get our first real look at the T-1000 and all his silver glory. Yeah. With metal glory. And it's like, it's ten times scarier than the T-800. Yeah. And, and you're just yeah, like... Yeah, it's, an, it's, an, it's insane. There's no way you can beat this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you gotta think, like, like methods that they used in the first one like i mean at the end of the first one the t800 gets caught in like a fucking compressor or yeah, whatever hydraulic. if that yeah, yeah if that happened to the t1000 yeah you just and then reform just come out and just you're fucked yeah it's it's insane um kudos to fucking james cameron for coming up like upping the ante cuz oh, yeah. i mean how terrifying was the terminator in the first one yeah. and then this one is just that much crazier it's fucking insane um so yeah after that, I think. Uh, did you have any anything um, else after that? We both laughed at that little part when the two guys come over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, right before that, the fucking um, what's great is uh, the calling of the parents. Oh yeah, yeah, How, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, your parents are dead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it asks for you got a quarter, smashes yeah. the fucking thing. I remember I always thought I was going to be able to break open a fucking <laughs> uh, a fucking phone thing like that and get all the quarters. Uh, but yeah, he smashes the thing, gives him the quarter, and then it's just super cool seeing, like, uh, you know, Arnold's clunky in this movie, and you think, oh, he's a robot, he's stupid, but he's he's like deducing a lot of shit by the fact that, like, he, like how he would kill somebody yeah. or how he would hunt someone, you know? Um, so, he, uh, when they call the parents, John notices something's up with his, with his foster mom. And then he listens. And then, yeah, Arnold fucking grabs the phone. Hello? Yeah, it's me. John? Yeah. Is everything all right? Are you guys okay? Sure, honey. Everything's okay. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. John, it's late. Honey, I was beginning to worry about you. If you hurry home, we can sit down and have dinner together. I'm making beef stew. Something's wrong. She's never this nice. John? Where are you? What the hell is the goddamn dog barking at? Hey! Shut up, you worthless piece of shit! The dog's really barking. 
Thought you were gonna tell the kid to get rid of that fucking mutt. John, honey, it's late. Please don't make me worry. Could already be there? Honey, are you okay? I'm right here. I'm fine. Are you sure? Are you sure you're all right? What's the dog's name? Max. Hey, Janelle. What's wrong with Wolfie? I can hear him barking. Is he okay? Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's just fine. What are you? If first the parents are dead. Mimics John's voice and does the whole, like, what's the dog's name? Max. Hey, Janine. Or hey, Janelle. What's yeah. wrong with Wolfie? Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's just fine. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. Uh, but don't you think he knew that before the name? Because he could probably, like, has, like, crazy, like, some sort of, like, you know hearing what? sensors. You know what I was thinking he, about? He, he could hear his real speaking voice. I was thinking about that, too. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be thinking that far into it. Because on the other end, I was thinking about the T-1000. I was like, I feel like he would be able to, like trace the phone call or like some yeah. weird technology i mean they invented time travel like you yeah. know but i was like let's just not think that yeah. too far into but it. it can't be off the name because john could figure that himself what do you mean john like if if he was like he knew that it was it was a t-1000 before he said woofy's fine right the t-800 yeah I don't think that's what gave. That's what told him that he's they're dead. John would have been able to know that from asking that himself. Oh, you know, I don't. Mac- yeah, I, I, I think that you're, you're right. Like he, but I heard, don't think he would have thought to do that. No, but if he would have first heard him when he answered, he would have been. He would have known already. Oh shit, that's that's the T one thousand. Just by hearing his voice. He can probably decipher it like that. Are you talking about the T-800? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's a little too far thinking into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't buy it. Yeah, because, I, that, I mean, that kind of, I mean, like I said, they invented time travel. Yeah. Obviously, they should have a lot more technologies. But then that just that kind of takes away from the good writing about the whole dog trick. I mean, that's yeah. I, I think that's just where you're thinking way too far into it. Nah. John's smart enough. He'll be like, woofy. That's not that's not his name. Well, yeah, I know, but he didn't think to do that. The T eight hundred did. John's not that smart to like, because he was like, she's never this nice. He might have had his suspicions, but yeah. once the T eight hundred does that, then he's like, oh, confirm your yeah. parents are dead. Yeah. Like, we can't we can't go back there or whatever. You know, Woofie is is James was James Cameron's dog's name. Oh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. Interesting. Um, after that, like we said, that scene where, uh, you know, John, John's talking about his mom and how he wants to go save her and, uh, T-800's like, no, we can't do that. He's going to kill your mom. And he's like, no, we have to go now. So then those guys come over, try to help him. John realizes that he can, control. he can control the Terminator and things go bad really fast. I'm a Terminator. Listen to me very carefully, okay? You're not a Terminator anymore, right? You got that? 
You just can't go around killing people. Why? What do you mean, why? Because you can't. Why? Because you just can't, okay? Trust me on this. Look, I'm gonna go get my mom, and I order you to help me. And then John, you know, I think this is really good. Obviously, he's a kid and he has a kid's heart, but he's a little shithead, you know. Yeah. Like he called, he he was talking shit to those kids and wanted them to get hurt, mm-hmm. but only to an extent. And I think they do this to, um, they do this to like reinforce the fact that he cares about human life. Yeah. So he he tells the Terminator that he can't kill anybody. He doesn't have an explanation why. He just says that he can't do it. Mm-hmm. And from there. Um, we go to the the insane asylum and the whole prison break, pretty much. Uh, I love I love when they show Linda Hamilton doing those pull ups on the bed frame. Oh yeah, that scene that scene's really good too. Uh, just a really good way to introduce her, especially I don't know because I was way too young to remember like the trailers and everything, but like. Linda Hamilton in the first movie, she's a girly girl. Yeah. She's like so unprepared and everything. So to introduce her That's that badass. way is like fucking yeah. really sick. She's got it. And I never even noticed until like years afterwards, she has her bed flipped up like yeah. on, on, on its side. And then she's just doing those fucking pull ups and she's all, fu- her so shoulders ripped. all ripped and everything. Um, they're coming in to like evaluate her to like look at her, observe mm-hmm. her or whatever. And then she, um, that that scene's cool too because the uh, Doctor Silberman, he's giving um, audiences that may have not seen the first Terminator, he's giving them exposition about mm-hmm. like what Sarah Connor believes and a bunch of different stuff. Oh, shit. Um, so it's uh it's it that that's a cool scene too. Um, and right before while all this is going on that stuff with John, I also really like the part where. They're making her watch that video of her talk about yeah. what Judgment Day is like. Oh, you yeah. just get this crazy-ass performance out of her. You know, the dream's the same every night. Why do I have to Please continue. Children look like burnt paper. Black. Not moving. And then the blast wave hits them. They fly apart like leaves. Dreams, cataclysm, the end of the world are very common. It's not a dream anymore, it's real. I know the date it happens. I'm sure it feels very real to you. On August 29th, 1997, it's gonna feel pretty fucking real to you too. Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is gonna have a real bad day, get it? You think you're safe and alive? You're already dead. Everybody, him, you, you're dead already. This whole place, everything you see is gone. You're the one living in a fucking dream, some of it, because I knew it happened. It happened. And then immediately afterwards, she's like, no, I'm sane now, blah, blah. And then he's like, no, I know you're fucking just tell me what I want to hear. And then fucking she just blows up on him. They sedate her. They put her in the room. And then in that scene, she... Uh, previous scene she stole a paper clip and then she starts to fucking 
take herself out and we were talking about it we were talking about it the other day about how tactful she is oh, for and sure. how fucking awesome she is um she she's hiding she leaves the door open for an orderly to see. He opens it, shines a light in there, sees a broken mop, and then he turns around. Boom! She smacks him in the face, steals his, drags him inside so nobody would find him, steals his keys, and then running through the corridor. At the same time, T one thousand showing up. He's looking for what's her face. Mm-hmm. He kills that fat guy, <laughs> impersonates that fat guy, and gets through or whatever. Um, and then we talked about like when she right when she takes uh, Doctor Silverman hostage. They turn around, she tosses the keys as a diversion to that guy, smacks him in the fucking face, and then she pulls out the fucking syringe and puts Mm -hmm. it in Silverman's neck and and all that stuff. And while that's happening, fucking uh, (laughs) uh, John and and the T-800 show up, and immediately the cop at the gate goes up, visiting hours are Monday through Friday, four to four, (laughs) then dude, just fucking boom, boom, and then dude... I didn't. I didn't notice until last night. So in that part, he shoots that guy in both of his kneecaps, <laughs> which he could have just did one. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. But he walks up to John. He says, "He'll live." <laughs> <laughs> so they go inside. Uh, they go inside there. Sarah's in 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 a lot of trouble. She gets. She gets. Uh, she 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 loses track of Silverman. Fucking. Fist palms that that dude oh, in, yeah. in the face, and she's running through the corridors trying to get away from people. Breaks the key off in the lock. Smartest thing ever. They yeah. have to go around the other way. And then it's just a fantastic part where, you know, she gets the elevator. Elevator doors open up, and there's a T eight hundred, and <laughs> she's seen it every night since that fateful night in nineteen eighty four, um, and it's terrifying to her she Probably immediately had a mini heart attack she immediately there. runs back to her captors yeah to um people who abuse her every day and and you know and she's terrified she falls on the floor and she's looking at this 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 hulking machine come towards her doesn't even see her son and her son's trying to get her to listen Snap to him she it. finally sees him and then she looks back at the t-800 and he says it Come with me if you want to live. Mm-hmm. And that's what John Connor told her. So immediately she knows this is safe. This is okay. She gets up. And then that's when we see the T-1000 come from the other side. And I think as an as an audience viewer, that's when the terror yeah. from him starts. Because in the, in, the, in the hallway chase scene, it's pretty gnarly. He gets shot a bunch of times. Him and Arnold go back and forth. Uh... The trench, obviously, that's fucking super crazy. But this is when it just becomes unrelentless. They mm-hmm. they get in the elevator, they have to blow his head fucking open. <laughs> yeah. The doors close. He splits them open. Then there's all these the knives start coming through the, the ceiling yeah. and everything. And it's just a it's a fantastic scene. Uh, just just action packed. They have to dude. Arnold throws so many people into the walls and oh, everything. Yeah. It's just it's just. Uh, <laughs> And you, you were saying I wouldn't doubt some of those guys died from internal <laughs> bleeding, probably. And then you were saying about Robert Patrick running. Oh yeah, um, I guess like he was such a fast runner when he was running behind the car that he would actually catch up to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how fast they were going, but he would catch up to it like no problem. They're like, oh, you got to slow down. And yeah, because yeah. they 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 probably had like a certain um, they probably had like a certain 
speed that the camera had to move and like everybody else in the in the car had to move so they probably had to slow it down just for him mm-hmm. um doing that that's that's pretty insane uh but I mean, yeah. he's hauling ass dude he really is <laughs> he really is i remember i remember as a kid having a d- debate with one of my friends about who's faster the t1000 or somebody else i can't remember but we were arguing about it for like a long tom time. cruise <laughs> in every movie that he runs no, he's, he's pretty fast no too. he's fat but this is like way before way before yeah. um like tom cruise became famous for running but uh yeah it it uh that scene's just fucking amazing and after that they head down to uh i feel like they're going to mexico right yeah yeah and that's where they that's where they meet up with uh Pedro. Is it, is it no, Pedro? it's not Pedro. Is it? Uh, fuck. Javier. <laughs> what does he say? Something. Estás aquí? Ah, damn it. God what the damn. hell is his name? Uh, hold on. I, I probably wrote it here. Let me see. Connor. <laughs> Pretty jumpy Connor. Siempre como culebra. Damn, we could remember all that, but we can't remember this motherfucker's name. <laughs> Juan? No. No. Enrique! Enrique. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, we got it. So then they go there, and then I just always remember, I also always thought that I was going to um, find like an underground garage with just a bunch of guns in yeah. it. And they start working on a truck, uh, John and John and the T-800. And you get more of John talking to the T-800 about, mm-hmm. you know, him growing up. Most of the guys my mom hung around with were geeks. But there was this one guy. He was kind of cool. He taught me engines. Hold here. Mom screwed it up, of course. She'd always tell him about Judgment Day and me being this world leader. <laughs> That'll be all she wrote. Torque range, please. Yeah. I wish I could have met my real dad. You will. Yeah, I guess. I'm like 45, I think. I sent him back through time to 1984. Man. He hasn't even been born yet. It messes with your head. Dead a bolt. together for one night. She still loves him, I guess. I see her crying sometimes. She denies it totally, of course, like she got something stuck in her eye. Why do you cry? You mean people? Yeah. I don't know. We just cry. You know, when it hurts. And then you get that great set up for the end where uh t800 asks john why do you cry mm. and he's like what uh i don't know it's like you're hurt but not really or whatever mm. and that's it's just a really nice scene because preceding that afterwards they they get the they get the the truck started and then D- john teaches him the the, right. the high the high five and everything and then you get this great um uh voiceover from from Linda Hamilton. 
Watching John with the machine, it was suddenly so clear. The Terminator would never stop. It would never leave him. And it would never hurt him, never shout at him or get drunk and hit him or say it was too busy to spend time with him. It would always be there and it would die to protect him. Of all the would-be fathers who came and went over the years, this thing, this machine, was the only one who measured up. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. And it's just, it's it's a beautiful little part, and then you and you see them interacting with each other, and John teaches him the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, so fucking good, man. Yeah, he teaches him the thumbs up. Too slow. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh... Sarah falls asleep and she has her dream about the apocalypse. She wakes Fuck. up and she bounces like right away. And John and the T eight hundred have no idea where she's going. They think about it really quick. Then she intends to change the future and then she goes to Miles Dyson's house. And dude, she's got them dead to rights. Oh like, yeah, she can la- laser, laser sight. If that little shithead kid hadn't mm-hmm. had a toy that I always wanted when I was little, <laughs> her de- his dad would have been dead. Yeah. So she pulls the trigger, fucking shooting him, shooting him, shooting him, chases him through the fucking house. Obviously, John and the T-800 are on their way over there, but she gets inside. He's on the floor. She shot. She shoots him in the shoulder. He yeah. takes one in the, in the fucking shoulder, Miles Dyson. And then, you know, she has a gun pointed at him, and then she has this emotional breakdown and i could only think like what okay so let me because i have my own interpretation what do you think's going through her mind and why she doesn't pull that trigger the son that's the only thing i think so because he's just right there she's seeing she's seeing uh like the whole family dynamic like she's like okay she does a quick like assessment in her head Mm -hmm. she's like how could this guy know what he's going to be responsible for later on and the fact that this is even possibly happening is insane anyway. Yeah. Like, wait, the guy that that impregnated me is from the future yeah. and was is younger than my son? <laughs> How the fuck? And she's like, none of this makes sense. I know this needs to happen, but like, at the end of the day, she's just like, she in a way, she resorted to her old self in, in, in the first movie. You know, like you think she had just like a fucking mental yeah, break. Yeah, like right then she's like, "Oh my god, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm holding a gun to someone's head. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna blow this dude's head off. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he needs to die, but not like this. You mm-hmm. know, not by my hand at least. Like you yeah, know, yeah, like like directly. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I I hadn't ever really gave it much thought. And like I said, I've seen this movie a million times, but there was a few things um, when we watched this that I was like, "Holy shit." Mm. Um, just having like little things. So for so for me, what I was thinking was, she, like you said, realizes that all the shit has to happen. She's gonna kill him because it it's gonna change the future. It's gonna affect the future. Um, and the reason she's doing this, the bigger ultimate reason, is to save humanity. It's to save the world from machines from killers that don't think or whatever so in that moment when she's about to kill and it might be she sees the family and everything um but in that moment i think she realizes the thing she's trying to save the 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 enemy she's trying to fight 
she's become one of that. She's mm. an assassin. She's going to terminate this person. Yeah. To because that's what the fucking terminators are doing. They're sending people back to the past to change the future. Yeah. Whereas she's doing something in the present to change the future and it and it and she realizes if she does this, if she goes through with this, even though she could have already made that mistake because she fucking took that shot and he she just missed. Mm. If she does this, she's not any better than the machines and she can't she can't change any like she can't change herself and she's already gone. And what's the point of saving humanity if this is where it takes you? Yeah. Um yeah. and I think that 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 was a little amplified because I had that realization, and then it gets amplified immediately right after she breaks down. The T eight hundred and John come through the door, and she looks at John, and I never noticed this. She she mouths and kind of says under like like stress, like "Oh, you you came to stop me," and in that moment, I think after having that realization about saving humanity, she realizes that her son came to stop her because. We don't like we don't trade lives. We don't kill people to try and get like a, as a means to an end. Mm. And in that moment, she realized this is why you're the Messiah. This is why you are the savior of mankind mm-hmm. because you're the type of person that would come. Yet yeah, as a boy, yeah. as a little kid, you would come here and try and stop this. Stop me from losing my humanity. Um, and I, I, yeah, I I was sitting there when we watched it. And I was just like, damn, I never saw that scene that in that much in depth. So, interesting. Yeah, right after that, we get the fucking awesome. I always just loved it so much that uh, Arnold cutting his arm and then Miles oh, yeah. Dyson and the skin. wife just oh my god, <laughs> takes the fucking skin off his arm and just now listen to me very closely. Like, <laughs> uh, so then we get like the next like best scene. I mean, these scenes they go on for a long time yeah. and they're kind of just continuous. They're just fucking awesome. It's just so good. Um, so they go in. They're setting up the bombs. Uh, those the two guards are fucking great. We talked about it last night. It's the oh, guy shit. and the girl from the mall. But, but I, think that, I think it's a guy. It is the guy. But before that, when he sees his partner, oh uh, yeah. Oh shit, <laughs> Gibbons! Yeah. Come on, uh, man! You can't I mean, leave the desk like that. Oh shit! And then we were saying like. Out of the fucking 20 years, however long they've been working there, <laughs> yeah. they haven't had one incident. And the one they have is like the most grave fucking dude, thing. the most ridiculous. And, and not, he's sweaty as fuck, not, not, so, not somebody trying to steal no. the company's secrets yeah. from Monetary Game. It's a robot that traveled <laughs> back in time that has to destroy the whole uh, building. Like, dude. The most... <laughs> That see that's a they they kind of did this with that free guy movie. I had this idea about about a a movie about a a side character pretty much mm-hmm. where it's like you have a character in a movie who lives a very mundane life and everything goes crazy because of somebody else in their like universe that's uh-huh. that's doing something crazy and that would be an instance like if you just made a movie about these guys mm-hmm. and in the last twenty minutes this fucking crazy oh, that ass would be like, fucking funny showed up but um <laughs> but yeah th- those guys are great <laughs> uh they they call the police while they're setting up so things are going to shit Arnold starts using his fucking his grenade launcher to open doors. Um, just that whole scene, the sounds, the the halon system, the the gases mm-hmm. and everything. Put this on, like mm-hmm. fuck it, it's so great. Uh, John notices all the cops show up, 
So then fucking Arnold's like, don't worry, I'll take care of the police. Hey, you swore. Trust me. So then he fucking goes out, minigun, fucking just unloads on the cops in the parking lot. There's so many cops out there. No casualties. Fucking just just get, gives them all the time in the world that they need. And then the cops start shooting out after them. Um, at this point, the SWAT team's moving in, right? Yeah. Uh, they make it into the building and Miles Dyson just fucking gets lit up. Yeah. He gets fucking mowed down. Mowed down. And he drops to the floor. He's got the fucking detonator in his hand. He looks to Sarah Connor. They see each other. They do the nod that people do in movies mm-hmm. where it's just like, I got it. Get going. She gets trapped. Arnie saves her. They get in the elevator. And then you get that great fucking... Uh, dude, Joe uh, Joe Morton in that scene is just... I've never been so convinced that somebody's trying so hard to stay alive for as long as they can. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Like, dude, just so good. And then that bomb goes off. <laughs> yeah, dude, just so good. Um, and then they get down. they get downstairs, the bottom of the elevator, SWAT team's up there. Uh, and then Arnold just fucking goes ham. And there's another part, <laughs> like we said, a dude, he shoots that poor fucking guard outside of the kneecaps, <laughs> yeah. um, bulk kneecaps, and then he walks out of the elevator to clear a clear path for them to get out, and is just getting lit the fuck up, dude. His skin's coming off, his body's getting tore up, just taking the most amount of damage he could possibly <clears throat> do, and he's shooting everybody in the kneecaps yeah. until he gets that smoke grenade launcher and then and he's then, fucking boom. shooting people in the chest and in the spine and that guy the last one <laughs> yeah ah, just holding his and, oh, dude all the whales out of yeah. all those dudes are just so fucking great <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets outside uh takes the mask off that dude here yeah, hold this <laughs> i love that fucking part <laughs> uh my he part. does uh i'll be back thing when he walks out there and then yeah. he gets a truck Breaks into the building, reminiscent of Terminator 1. Um, they get on the truck, and at this point, the T-1000 shows up, notices they're not there, notices everybody shooting at the truck, leaving that building. So he fucking hauls ass out of a window, breaks into a fucking helicopter. It's all silver. Dude's looking at him. Mm-hmm. Get out. Wow. And the guy jumps out of the helicopter. I mean, I would have too. No problem. But I'm just like, dude, fuck it. Your legs are some, done. Some guy jumped out of a helicopter for that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> crazy. Uh, so, a lot of legs being broken, dude. So many, so many. Um, so immediately after that, we go to the one of the best chases fucking ever, man. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was like, we we're watching it. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, dude, they're going like. 70, 80 miles per hour down that fucking highway, and whoever is in that chopper in that oh, movie, dude. balls of steel. That's a badass. Barely scraping, not scraping the floor, going under overpasses, yeah. like fucking hella super duper fast, fucking insane. Like, yeah. have you ever seen anything else like that in any other movie that's not CGI? No. It's, it, dude, it's fucking crazy, yeah. right? It's absolutely insane. So he's chasing him, chasing him. Uh, Fucking uh, Sarah Connor takes one on the leg. She's bleeding out. Uh, and then fucking they crash. Oh, 
Arnold does the fucking smartest thing in the world because the helicopter's right behind him. He hits the fucking brakes. Yeah. Helicopter crashes into the truck, blows up a bunch of times, and then that's where the fucking hydrogen uh, car, liquid hydrogen car, has to stop. And then there's that little fucking fat guy that comes out to look for him. And I love the... What is he telling? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> and then when they get out of the car, he's like, are you all right? And then he sees Arnold's face, and it's all silver and all fucked up. And then they notice the fucking hy- uh, the fuck- liquid hydrogen car coming. So it's like, we need to take your truck. Get in the truck. This dude's smashing into their ass the whole time. Yeah. Fucking. And then, like, one of the coolest. He's trying to shoot him. He's shooting at him with the grenade launcher. And he's got one more shot. Can't grab it. So finally he gets out, put, gets the fucking, like, M4, walks up to the window and just fucking unloads on the T-1000. So oh, yeah, and then we forgot to mention how crazy it is when the t one thousand's flying that plane. He's shooting at them, and he's got, like, three, oh, yeah. he's got like three arms. Um, insane. Insane scene. Um, and then, dude, it's fucking... Gets nitty-gritty. They... they uh, Terminator T T eight hundred stuck on that truck. They drive into that steel mill that we said is in Fontana here, mm-hmm. Fontana, California. Um, and then the high, liquid hydrogen truck crashes. Arnold rolls off. T one thousand gets out and he gets fucking frozen, super frozen. Yeah, starts breaking apart. And then we get one of the most famous lines in the history of movies: "Hasta la vista, baby." And he fucking blows the T-1000 away. He blows up into a million different pieces. Which, like we said, bad idea, right? Yeah. You said just grab him whole. Dude, yeah. Pick him up whole and toss him into the steel. Because there's like steel right there. Yeah. And then you were saying, uh, when the pieces are on the floor, just fucking start sweeping sweeping them up. Yeah, if you have the the thought after the fact, uh, like, oh, fuck. Get a broom. Because he he does it and then... He's like, oh, we don't have much time. It's like, you know what we have time for to walk yeah. the 10 feet over there. We can grab a few and get it in the fucking steel, you know? Maybe he'll be half the fucking T-1000, but at least he won't Dude, be the yeah. full. Or, you know, no, you know what would be really funny? If he was a T-1000, but like dwarf size. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking great. Oh, dude, that would be fucking really funny. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, so then we, we have the chase inside there. Sarah Connor's really fucked up. John Connor's trying to get her through there. And then we have the fucking show off, showdown between T-800 and, and T-1000. They're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. T-1000 gets the upper hand pretty quick. Yeah. He puts Arnold's arm in a fucking, like, like a giant-ass gear. Yeah, he rips it off. Um, and he leaves him there. He doesn't even, he's like not even concerned about him. Yeah. He just fucking leaves. Which is his downfall, to yeah. be honest with why, you. Why wouldn't he just end him right there? Yeah, yeah. he, he could have. <laughs> um, Straight to the head. So, he leaves him there. Uh, Sarah Connor puts John on a conveyor belt. And she fucking, um... She's trying to shoot the T-1000 and keeps dropping bullets over and over again. And then he puts a fucking stake through her arm. And he's like, call out to John, call out to John. And then we see the T-800 rips his arm off and gets up, grabs this big-ass pole and fucking goes to look for the T- T- uh, T-1000. So, right then, uh, Sarah Connor is like in super amount of pain. Terminator 2 fucking or T-800 fucking slaps him with the pole and then they have another fucking epic fight dude and then I love that they broke that up you know yeah yeah so it wasn't like just one big thing you know Uh, have this big ass fight 
And then finally, you know, T-800 can barely do anything. He's getting his fucking head crushed Dude, a bunch of times. I mean, the, the T-1000 is just as strong, way faster, has all his limbs, like, everything. You know, T-800 is just fighting for his fucking life. But he can't do anything. He's getting crushed. And then finally, T-1000 puts the fucking pole through him. All these electrical sparks come out. Yeah. And then the lights go out in the yeah, T-800's like, eyes. Fuck. So then we catch up with John. He hears his mom, sees her. Walking up to her, and then he sees his mom behind him, and she says, "Get out of the way, John!" Boom, boom, shoots a big ass hole in the T one thousand stomach, and she starts shooting him. Just one fucking, arm, one arm, reload. cocking the fucking shotgun. Boom, boom, boom. He's getting backed up. He's about to fall into the steel, and then she's out of fucking oh. bullets. Which, what did I say at that moment? Tomahawk that shit and just fucking yeah. hit him in the head. Or, he would have went over. Or just rush him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have done that too. I mean, like... Well, I don't know how fast she could have ran with that leg. She's bleeding out pretty bad. I think in that dire moment like that, adrenaline, like, you get, like, a good 10 seconds of fucking <laughs> Maybe. adrenaline just you might be right. shot. You might be right. She would just go for it, dude. She would just go for it. I mean, he'd kill her right as, you know... But maybe that's all it would take, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Maybe. Because he he's right, like you said, he's right there. Dude, what, little, if, what, what, if, what if fucking nudge? she charges him and then he just moves and she fucking... Yuck! <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're scared. She's a, Her and John are about to die and then she turns around, sees a T-800 coming back. Oh, because the lights come back on, he uses auxiliary power, reserve power, mm-hmm. finds his fucking rocket or his grenade launcher, has one more shot... She she ducks, her and John duck, shoots the fucking T-1000 straight. He takes the fucking pill in his body, and then it fucking explodes. That face he makes before it dude, explodes. Dude, yeah, like, <laughs> And then, boom. And then, dude, I don't know, That's like, the most human thing that he that exhibits. Is like, fuck. <laughs> like, dude, uh, the way that they had, like, because Stan Winston did the practical effects for this. Uh-huh. Like, the head on top of that, that stretch, awesome. it looks so Fucking crazy! It's like the man. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did. He did the. Oh, for, did yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Makes sense. I wrote. I wrote down a, a lot of the stuff that Stan Winston did. But yeah, he, he's like the the well Stan Winston Studios. They they oh, okay. they do everything. Um, but yeah, T T one thousand falls into the fucking pit, and then you know he he dies he dies and melts in the in the <clears throat> melted steel, and they toss the arm in. They toss the extra chip in, mm-hmm. and they say it's over, and then the T eight hundred. I would like honestly when we were watching it yesterday, I was like getting emotional. It's yeah. it's always pretty sad, but just because we were really really diving into it and watching it, I was just like, oh shit, dude, this is. I felt like a like like John, like I felt like a little kid, like yeah. especially me being a little kid watching the movie when I was younger. This is your buddy. This is like oh Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the fucking man and everything. And then he's you got to say goodbye to him. You got to yeah. like let go. Yeah. And that's like John Connor's first real loss. So he tells him he's got to be destroyed as well. No. I'm sorry, no. John. I'm sorry. No, it'll be okay. Stay with us. It'll be okay. I have to go away. No, don't do it. Please, don't go. I must go away, John. No. No, wait, wait, you don't have to do this. Sorry. No, don't do it, don't go. It has to end here. I order you not to go. I order you not to go, I order you not to go. 
I know now why you cry. But it's something I can never do. John's like crying, telling him no, telling him I order you not to go. And then you get the, and he's crying. And you get Arnold with the great line, I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. And then he puts himself on the chain. Sarah Connor fucking hits the button, and then we get the do 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 do. They lure him in there, super dramatic. His feet hit the fucking steel. You see the flames. He yeah. goes down. He goes down. And as he gets submerged, his hand sticking out, holding the fucking chain, and then he gives John the thumbs up that he taught him earlier on. If that doesn't get your fucking dude, waterworks going. Best. You're not a human being. Yeah. You're you're the machine, yeah. okay? <laughs> that 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 is just one of the best fucking scenes in any movie ever. It's just it's it's amazing. And it's also one of the best things to do when you're in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did that a lot. And you're going down, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and then you come back up, how did it look? Was it cool? Did it Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But yeah, that that and then that's pretty much the whole movie, man. Pretty yeah, nobody movie. needs to watch that movie ever again. No, or even for the first time. I just think, listen to this I podcast. Think, I think we, uh, I think we just we we gave you a better experience, interactive experience <laughs> that you could. Ever or imagine have. you wake up, dude. Listen, to this dream I had, and it's that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the whole movie. So okay, if you had to pick one scene. One scene in the whole movie. What's your 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 favorite scene in the whole movie? Jack Black's dad. Jack Black said, "Oh, can't let you take the man's <laughs> wheels, son." With fucking George Thurgood playing in the background. <laughs> um, no, um, man. Jack Black's dad, dude. I swear, it does look like a um, fucking. I don't know. Probably. Probably the the first chase scene is just so fucking sick. In the sick. wash, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dude, it's super iconic. Yeah, really, really good. Um, but then after that, to give Sarah Connor credit is the, the whole escape the scene. Escape. Yeah, the escape, yeah, so dude, the escape is so intense, yeah. man. I'm t- I'm telling you, once you get that, um, once you get the T one thousand in the mix and it starts chasing, mm-hmm. and they start chasing. But yeah, just the the ta- like we said, the tactfulness of yeah. her, how like. Discipline she is, yeah, and, and she, dude, she goes in the gear like, yeah, boom, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. The, really, o- the only, really the only moment you know that she breaks is when she sees the, the T eight hundred, yeah, yeah. But then as soon as she realizes it's okay, then she's like, okay, fuck, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, like, yeah here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. All her training, all the fucking she, you know, and then. She doesn't even bother to give the doctor a look like, see, fucker, I'm not crazy. Yeah, not at all. Because she knows. knows. She's got to get the fuck out of it. He's not important. Yeah. He's not important at all. Um, But his face, though. Oh, he realizes that she's not crazy. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. um, In in the Terminator 3, he's in it, and and he's talking to somebody about, like, oh, sometimes when people go through things, they could see things. Crazy things. And you could tell he's, like, traumatized from seeing the fucking (laughs) T-1000 walk through that fence or walk through the cage. Um, For me, fuck. Yeah. I mean, those are off the top of my head. No, those are are really good picks. I I mean, mean, 
the the wash scene. I yeah, the wash scene's fucking crazy. Um, I think for me. The just the whole the whole I guess the whole climax maybe yeah um, that's what I was gonna say next. maybe maybe I think including the the freeway chase is a little much that I mean that part's really really dope but the the climax um, you just you. The tenacity that the T eight hundred has in the first Terminator, you get it, get to see it applied as a savior for them, mm-hmm. and it's just it. He just keeps coming because in that movie, in that movie, he just keeps coming, just mm-hmm. keeps coming. And yeah, they could have killed him like a million different times, but he just kept trying to save John Connor, and then that allows you to get that really fucking like awesome emotional scene at the end. And I think that just stuck with me for a long time. But dude, uh, if I the escape and the and the wash scenes, those are like right yeah. up there. They're Fuck yeah. it's fucking fantastic. Um but yeah, so that was our favorite scenes. It's kind of a breakdown of everything. Talk a little bit about fun facts, little tidbits that we had. Uh do you have anything at all? I got a few things that have to do with the music world. Okay. Cool, um, cool, cool. I, maybe I'll just go through those real quick because they're they're really fast. Sure. Um so uh, first thing, this band. Do you remember this band, Winds of Plague? Uh, From like the early two thousand. Sounds familiar. I don't. Yeah. I don't know them though. They're like a metalcore um, type band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to play the the T two um, song, and before their set. Oh really? But they would like cover it though. Oh nice. Yeah, and it sounded really epic. Like you knew it. Like, it's an it epic like, fucking bum, bum, song. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. And then they'd start their set. Um, and then I got a couple other things. Um, this band, Razor, this Canadian thrash metal band from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll show you the picture here. The album's called Evil Invaders. Oh, nice. You know, and yeah. the, it's a guy riding a Harley, and he's got half of his face missing, and it's, yeah. and it's the T-800 underneath. So, like, this is, this is from the first Terminator, but, yeah. like, you can see, like, how... It just infected the the, the, the movies, rest of the pop culture, pop culture like, it's phenomenon. just instilled in everything. Yeah, it's it's insane. And then this other band that I really like, um, they're old thrash metal band, also from '88. Uh, uh, they're called Uncle Slam. <laughs> yeah. That's a good name. Yeah, and the first and the name of the album is called uh, um, Say Uncle. Okay, and I'll show you that one. And so, if, um, for the listeners, you guys want to check these albums out. They're good shit. They're good, they're good music. But to look at the album art um, will really help. Uh, this guy is—it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But look at, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a dude who's as buff as Arnold, but he's Uncle Sam, yeah. right? And he's holding a guitar, and on the end of the guitar is a bayonet, and then in his left hand is. The missing flesh, like the T two when he's you know in yeah. the T eight hundred, and he's holding a, a wad of money, and in the back is like a fucking steel mill. It looks like 
like on fire. It's like yeah, apocalyptic. It's like apocalyptic. Shit. Yeah. So like you know, just mentioning those things is like huge, you know, influence on metal. Like because metal influence from the beginning from horror. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. a big big thing on lyrical content. You know, painting your face, fucking album covers, all that shit. Yeah. And then this one was a big one. This band called Fear Factory, the a metal band, and their whole all their albums are all about Judgment Day and Terminator and all that shit. Really? Yeah. Like the whole albums? All of the albums have to do with machines taking over. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So just to name a few of their albums. Great band, by the way. Soul of a New Machine, Demanufacture, Obsolete. Obsolete. Um, those are the first three albums. But yeah, all of them have to do... Another one's called Mechanize. Like, all of them have to do with that with that world. Weird. Yeah. And they're like... They, they said... Right, open, I mean, that's pretty cool. They said openly they were crazy, um, heavily influenced by, by Terminator. Terminator. That's dope. And then in their songs, there's a song... I forget what song it is, but it's, it's, it's the sound of, of uh, pounding metal. It's like... Like going along with the song. Oh, nice! It's fucking badass. Nice. Um, one thing that I, on this page here that says uh, in the uh, gas uh, station scene mm-hmm. when uh, Sarah is like looking off in the distance, I guess uh, on the tank on the on, or on the pump, yeah, you can see that it says Benthic uh, Petroleum, which is the company in the abyss. That, oh really? That, that funds the, the. Oh nice! That's crazy. Yeah, the the nice st- little Easter egg for you guys. Yeah, and so you can see that on there. It says BP, and it's like the same uh, symbol. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't mention Linda Hamilton's twin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that the scene where um, she where the T one thousands impersonating Linda Hamilton. That's actually her twin mm-hmm. in that scene. Oh, and the fat cop also. Yeah, there's two, two, twin two, two twins. Yeah, in this in this movie, fat cop and Linda Hamilton. Uh, Robert Patrick was second. Um, he wasn't the first choice for T1000. You want to take a guess who the first one was? Christian Slater, Billy Idol. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Billy Idol uh, was supposed. To, well. Uh, that's who who was talking to James Cameron about being the part. Like I said earlier, it won four Academy Awards for Best Sound Effects, Best Sound, Best Makeup, and Best Visual Effects, which rightfully so. Um, a little dated now, but dude, for like 10, 15 years, this movie looked better than most movies that came out. Don't um, you think it would have been better if Nicolas Cage played the TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a machine. Oh. Oh, I wouldn't worry about him. <laughs> the company that, uh, dude, I think they, yeah, it's fucking insane. The, the company that owned half the rights to Terminator, I think James Cameron held half, and the other half, uh, they had they had fifty percent, and this movie makes half a billion dollars. I don't understand why they don't just want to produce. It. They don't hold on to it and want to produce it when James Cameron has it, but they're sitting on it, not really doing anything. Um, so Arnold gets really, really in touch with the company Karolko that he makes a bunch of movies for. Mm-hmm. Um, and he urges them, like, buy this movie, buy this movie. Um, so they pay $5 million for the rest of the rights to Terminator. And then they make $500 million off of that shit. Uh, it's fucking insane. What also I thought was insane is James Cameron and somebody else write the script 
140 um, page script and they do it uh, by May 19th, 1990. So they finish the script in May. They start filming in October. They finish in March. Wow. And then the movie comes out in, Ju- in July. Holy That's like shit. fucking warp speed for like movies to come out. Like, like for James- a movie like this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it was like a small comedy yeah. or even like just a smaller action movie, sure. Horror movie, absolutely. Yeah. But that's just warp speed. That's just James Cameron doing what James Cameron does. Just fucking, I wish he would hurry the fuck up with all the rest of his movies. Um, but yeah, just insane. Like I said, Stan Winston... He did the the practical effects for this movie. ILM did the um, the visual effects for it. But Stan Winston, um, you've seen his work from a million different things. Uh, the Thing, Aliens, Predator, Edward Scissorhands, Batman, Jurassic Park, Interview with the Vampire, Pearl Harbor, Iron Man, Avatar. The list goes on and on. God, Stan damn. Winston is a fucking god when it comes to practical effects. Some other stuff, like just stuff to mention... Um, the future in this movie is supposed to take place in 2029 AD, which we're approaching pretty soon. Um, Judgment Day was supposed to be on August 19th, 1997. That's when uh, Skynet becomes aware of itself and launches nukes at Russia. Um, and what I did not know, literally I did not know this until doing research, and I've seen this movie a million different times, but it finally clicked with me, that this movie takes place in 1995. Mm. Um like I said, seen this movie a million different times, and it never occurred to me the fact that the first one comes out in 1984. That's when it takes place. John would have to be born the next year, at the earliest, at the end of 1984. So in this movie, he's supposed to be 10 years old. So it would have to come out in 1995, or it'd have to take place in 1995. Yeah. And I never put that together because if it came out, if it took place in 1991, he'd only be like fucking six years old, five yeah. years old, something like that. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah, this movie's fantastic. I think we're about at the point where we have to talk about sequels. So before we give our opinions on what we would do if we got the rights to the Terminator franchise, um, we can talk about the sequels. So obviously, Terminator 2 is a sequel to The Terminator, directed by James Cameron, which was a wild success, and then this movie became a success, just like we've been talking about this whole time. And there was a lot of talk about sequels right after this movie came out, but I don't think James Cameron or the studios could agree on anything that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So eventually James Cameron cut ties with this, and he got way too into trying to make... Um, uh, he, he did True Lies, and then he got way too into trying to make um, uh, Titanic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cuts ties with the Terminator franchise for a while at least. And we get the first one we get is Terminator: Rise of the Machines, which is a movie that I don't hate, but I don't really like to. I I wouldn't put it on. Yeah, it's not. It's got some good, cool action pieces in it, um, but they change uh, John Connor. Uh, the storyline changes a little bit, and this in this Sarah Connor is supposed to have died from cancer, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and at the end of the movie, John Connor meets his future wife, and they get locked in a bunker, and then um, uh, Judgment Day happens regardless of what they did in, in Terminator 2. So things go quiet for a long time, and then there's a short-lived TV series called The Sarah Connor 
uh, Connor Chronicles, and I think it had like two or three seasons. I I remember hearing a lot in the fandom that people liked it, mm. but um, I never watched it. I Me was either. at that point, I was kind of like over the Terminator franchise. Yeah, and then after the OC, after Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttles, which are horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible movies. I'm sitting in the theater and I get a trailer for Terminator Salvation. And this is when um, uh, Christian Bale is red hot from Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight's coming out. He's just knocking shit out of the park. And I see this trailer and I'm like, dude, this movie looks pretty dope. And on top of that, it's about what I always wanted to make a movie about. The future, where John Connor's already a soldier and he's fighting it takes place a little bit before that um the premise in that movie is that uh the shit that they did in terminator one and three because they keep that as as canon in that movie and one and three changes things so that skynet excel like things accelerate so stuff starts happening sooner than john connor can predict it pretty much mm-hmm. um i thought that movie was fucking awesome i love it the opening scene in in general that fucking nuke goes off, the plane crashes, and then John Connor has to fight a like half T eight hundred, and mm-hmm. it's whooping his ass, yeah. dude. And sick. then and then the whole rest of the movie, I thought it was fucking great, man. And I'm like, okay, good. This movie made money. This movie, fuck, like they'll make another sequel, and this will be good. Nothing, yeah. nothing comes of it. And I'm just like, dude, that's fucking bullshit. So then things go quiet again, and then we get Terminator Genesis. <laughs> Which is God. I never watched it, but I read about it, and I I, it. I've I've seen. So, what's her face from Game of Thrones? Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. She. Uh, the Terminator goes back in time, like way when she was younger. So she grows up with him, right? And she like calls him pops, and then John Connor, who is supposed to be the savior of mankind. Is a Terminator in that one? Yeah, right. I don't really remember. I, it's, it just I, I saw it once. And... I saw the trailer and I was just not about it. And then I read reviews. I watched like you know the honest trailers and other videos of of that sort. And I was just highly disappointed. And at this point, I'm like, dude, it's dead. Just you're never gonna fucking get better than Terminator Two. That's just impossible. Um, they tried with Salvation, and for some reason, that fucking didn't go. And then things go dark for like not even that long and then they reboot it again um with terminator dark fate um cameron comes in to produce which i don't think he had that much to do with it linda hamilton reprises a role as sarah connor the movie just didn't look good i had high hopes because the chick that's in it that plays like a half hybrid person um mackenzie davis she's a she's a great actress but um the movie just didn't look good it didn't perform well and i don't think that it's probably a good movie i saw that one too and it was better than genesis yeah but that's not saying much yeah but like i was also kind of confused that that was just supposed to be a whole rewriting of of everything i I guess yeah Yeah. i guess i i think that one is supposed to negate three and salvation and everything Uh, else i think that's what they were going because arnold is 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 like a stepfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like and he, essentially and, married. And, and he killed. And he killed fucking John Connor like when he was a kid. Or it, it's yeah. just the dumbest premise yeah. I've ever heard. Um, yeah. It. Yeah. I. I just. I. I don't have any interest in those movies at all. So now we've come to it. Let's say Jason is a producer in Hollywood, 
and he gets the rights to the Terminator franchise. Are you going to do a remake, a prequel, or a sequel to this movie? Um, I'm going to go with what I said the other day. I don't know. This is probably what the Sarah Connor Chronicles are about, I'm assuming. Okay. Right? Yeah. But I want to see in between one and two. Okay. Yeah. You see, know? that's, that's see, cool. See her training. Yeah. See her go through all the douchebag boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, see what her and Enrique got up to because they were doing some <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, dude, you for know? sure. He owes her things. Yeah. 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 So I want to see that. Um, yeah. Just, she, I don't know, man. I, that'd be fucking rad. But also, I think a proper, um, um, not not part three. Let's see what happens after salvation. Like give another. Well, oh, I'm sorry. We're going from this, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, proper p- part three then. You know. Yeah. Like a okay. like a dope part three. All right. Um. Yeah. So if it were me, let's say salvation was never made, that's the type of movie that I would make because that's the idea I had from the beginning. Mm. Um. Jump into the future. Show John Connor when he's leading. I, I liked how in Salvation they did it so that he's not in charge. Because when I went in to watch the movie, I thought he was like the leader of all the people. But there it's like still questionable. Like some people think he's a prophet and some people like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he's not in charge. Um, I always had the idea of doing a story like that. Um, doing a story like that where it it's established he's the leader of the people and it's him fighting against machines in the future i think that the possibilities are endless like that the storyline that they went with in that one was really cool um but you could do so much with that world yeah um and but um yeah i would definitely go i guess you would if if we negate all the other ones like pretty much like you said proper sequel to part two Mm -hmm. but just in the future john connor grown up fucking commanding legions and fucking yeah just trying to survive do you think oh sorry go ahead um, one thing that I, I mean, they would have had to have touched on it eventually if they continue with salvation, but the development of time travel and finding oh, out yeah. and finding yeah. out how Skynet comes up with time travel and everything like For that, sure. that whole, that whole dynamic, like that whole thing, like, like think about like John Connor racing against the clock, like, oh shit, they found the way to go back. We have to find a way to do that shit within the next month or we're fucked. Like, like be crazy. And like capturing the t-800 also oh yeah to yeah, reprogram yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, insane. how they do insane. that yeah I, I, there's just there's so much story that you could go through on yeah. that one it'd be it would be fucking crazy but yeah i think uh, uh i think we're we're good we we covered all the bases um like i said i fucking really love this movie man if you guys haven't seen this movie oh man i would recommend you guys watching the You're first terminator but you yeah Definitely don't have to to enjoy this movie. Like I said, there's plenty of exposition to talk about what the story is or whatever. But this movie is fucking insane. It's so good. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the first one. I saw it after T2. You're right. I can't believe I almost forgot to tell this story. I didn't Um, like it until much later. Yeah. So, like I said, little kid, three years old. Yeah. Watch this movie a bunch of times. Arnold Schwarzenegger is my fucking hero. Yeah. Just the greatest person in the entire <laughs> world. So my mom starts dating this guy. And he starts living with us. And he notices I watch Terminator 2 
all the fucking time. He's like, you really like Terminator, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, have you seen the first Terminator? I was like, there's another one? And then he's like, yeah, we could watch it. And I was like, awesome. I was like, dude, that's so great. Like, like there's a whole other movie, more story and everything. So he puts it in. I start watching it. And I don't even remember, like, watching all the scenes or what fucking broke me into it. But finding out that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the bad guy, yeah. I was fucking crying for like the whole day, dude. Crying my fucking uh. eyes out. And my mom was just like, I can't believe you showed him this movie. And he's like, well, he loves Terminator. And I was like, no, turn it off, turn it off. So upset, man. Uh, I'll never funny. forget that. Uh, but yeah. Good times. We should put it in be- before the episode starts. Yeah. If you've never seen this movie, why the fuck are you listening to this episode? <laughs> hey, Pete, you saw what Pete said. He said he'd never seen Dracula and he liked the episode. Oh, still. man. Well, fuck. Yeah, don't don't listen to this episode. If you've never seen this movie. Don't listen to this, man. Listen to this episode and listen to it a few times, okay? Um, we're counting on you guys. We're almost yeah. up to $2. Uh, but yeah... Uh, Thank you so much for fucking listening, guys. We had a lot of fun with this one. I am Steven Valdez for Play It Again, man. My name is Jason Brunez. My... <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't finish it. He couldn't finish it. Uh, My CPU is a neural net processor. A learning computer. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Hasta la vista, baby. God, what a great episode. Um, it's probably my favorite one so far for obvious reasons. This is the one that started it all for me, guys. Hey, guys, Steven here. I just really, really want to thank you guys for tuning in this episode and tuning in week after week. And me and Jason really want to apologize for not uploading a video this week. Um, you know, times get tough. We all have jobs. We all have a lot of stuff to do. That's why it's important for you guys to listen every week and tell your friends to listen to this podcast every week as well. So that way we get some money and start making some money off this and we can quit our jobs and we can all be happy and enjoy more podcasts all the time. So follow us on Instagram at play it again, man, underscore pod, as well as on TikTok, play it again, man, underscore pod on Twitter. We're going to start a YouTube soon and we got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys. Hopefully we'll be um, uploading some video stuff pretty soon. And yeah, uh, hope you guys like this episode. Gonna get another bonus episode that we're uploading right after this one, so check it out, Desperado. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And we will see you next week at the movies, guys.